Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice stories from Australia and around the globe. I'm your host, Phil Evans, and today's show was produced on Gunditjmara and Bowendick land, southwest Victoria and South Australia, in conjunction with 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, on Wurundjeri country, and broadcast to you via the Community Radio Network. I'm glad you could join me for another show. <laughs> This episode was inspired by a recent Naimat Yarakin Kawin, a Southern Ocean dreaming ceremony that I attended at Yarak Karamodala, Narawang, Victoria. And please forgive my pronunciation there. The Gunditjmara ceremony was led by Yaran Cousins Bundle, who we'll hear from later in the show. This is Earth Matters. <laughs> First they blast, then they drill. American oil and gas giant ConocoPhillips has announced plans to explore for gas in Commonwealth waters as close as 8 kilometres from the coast of Warrnambool in southwest Victoria. Before any exploration begins, the area is scheduled for a series of seismic blasting surveys to be undertaken by another company, CGG. The seismic blasting process involves ships towing air guns that blast sound waves through the ocean rock and deep into the ocean floor. It measures in at between 230 to 250 decibels every 10 seconds, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, often for months on end. For context, a loud rave party will measure in at 100 to 120 decibels, so this is loud. 
The impacts of noise on marine ecosystems can kill zooplankton and immediately affect larger marine animals' hearings and physiology and might also disrupt behaviours such as feeding, breeding or escape responses. And we'll hear from a local Warrnambool resident and marine scientist currently completing her PhD specialising in seaweed, Zoe Britton. Communities in the southwest of Victoria have already raised concerns about the possible impacts of seismic blasting on whales like Southern Rye, Humpback and the Blue Whale, their migration routes and their birthing grounds. The local rock lobster and scallop fishing industries are also worried about the effects. Also of concern is the impact on the bonnie upwelling, which is vital to the survival of local marine species. And of course, we're all worried about the climate impacts of more mining and burning of fossil fuels. And all this could happen from as early as April this year. Today on the show, we'll look at all that as well as hear a few tracks from Gunditjmara Bundia, Gunditjmara Live, which is a music project about reclaiming, maintaining and reinforcing Gunditjmara language and culture through song. Pung Pung Pada Kiwa Nayang Iji, 
stop killing our country. We live in an age of disinformation, and conversations around seismic blasting and gas are not immune from this. Here's Zoe Britton, a local Warrnambool-based marine scientist. We attended, myself and some other students, one of the community consultations for one of these oil and gas companies, and we were really taken aback by the way in which they are misrepresenting the data and the research supporting the safety of seismic testing. We know that there is just a whole ecosystem impact. Stuff that might be a bit more obvious to people with no scientific background, like how being incredibly loud sound can impact other mammals, or seals that may have hearing similar to us. But we're actually seeing it right down at the very building blocks of life. I'm actually a seaweed researcher, and seaweed, like so many other species, like crayfish and abalone, when they breed, they release all these little babies into the water column that swirl around, they spawn, how generation is developed. Seismic testing is actually so loud that the research shows it has the ability to explode these little babies, the microscopic babies swimming around in the water. So there is potential to have generational impacts on these really foundational species in the ecosystem where we're wiping out entire generations. And how this is being framed by these companies is that, well, there's no data, there's no research to prove there will be harm. That research hasn't been done. And to that, we sort of push back and say, okay, you don't know that there's harm, but you don't know that it's safe either. And why is the burden of risk then being placed on local communities and environments? And the fact that they say there's no data is also false. This goes to a wider misinformation issue that is around, that offshore wind is as bad as offshore gas, which is just not true. There are claims about that the surveying for offshore wind farms will have a similar noise impact to seismic blasting, but this just doesn't stack up. Seismic blasting involves emitting tones that are designed to penetrate the ocean floor many kilometres deep. Whereas when wind companies are getting ready to build offshore wind farms, they conduct underwater surveys to map out the sea floor. These surveys also use sound waves, but comparing them with gas is really like chalk and cheese here. Or, as Greenpeace succinctly put it, it's the difference between having smooth FM on in the background and being front row at a slipknot. But that's not to say that wind farms, like gas mining, won't have an impact on whales or the wider ocean ecosystem. But what we do know is that climate change is one of the biggest threats to whales, so decisions need to be made about how we want to source energy in the future. And a big failure here is our environmental protection laws that lack a trigger to include climate change as a consideration when assessing impacts of projects like offshore wind and gas mining. But you can hear more about that on a previous Earth Matters by checking out 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters, where all of our podcast lives. <clears throat> Shameless plug there. In the scientific community, we're finally waking up and sort of shutting up and listening and recognising the huge depth of understanding and connection Indigenous people have to their lands and waters. They have a level of understanding that even the best scientific research only wish for over such an incredibly long time and such a depth. And if the Indigenous people are saying this is not safe on our country, that is data. 
that is data, and that's something that we need to follow and listen to. You're listening to Earth Matters, where we're talking about seismic blasting, inspired by a recent ceremony I attended on Gunditjmaraland. This is Phil Evans here, and I'm glad you're joining me for the rest of the show on the Community Radio Network. Up next, we'll hear from Yarin Cousins Bundle, who is one of the founding members of the Southern Ocean Protection Embassy Collective, or SOPEC. So SOPEC was formed um, a few years ago um, by myself. Um, you know, I was thinking, what um, what are we going to do um, against these international gas companies that, um, you know, fill the line the pockets of individuals at the um, cost of people's sacred sites? Hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I come up with SOPEC. Um, I'm, it's a little bit... Sea Shepherd inspired um, for some of the work that they did in the campaigns in the Southern Ocean to protect whales. Um, so they were a big inspiration. Um, you know, Captain Paul Watson and the the crews that went down there and put their lives on the line for the Mirtich um, Mereng Narakitung, which is our sea country family. And um, so the reason that, um, you know, we can't let this fly... Well, there's many reasons why we can't let them get away with the destruction that they're doing um, is because the Gunditjmara people, um, you know, right across the southwest coast from um, Anglesey, right west um, along the Great Ocean Road, along Gadapunod country there, right um, up to around... very close to the South Australian border... Um, is that's the span of Gunditjmara country along the southwest coast of Victoria, and um, yeah, we wanted to be um, a last stand, um, you know, like an embassy collective um, that is sort of like a last stand for sea country, um, and we invite you know mob and allies and everyone to be part of this important collective in saving southern sea country. But yeah, the the risk to our Gunditjmara whale songline country is huge. Um, there's, you know, one of the last, well, the last recorded and protected whale nurse, southern right whale nursing site um, that's known as Logan's Beach in Warrnambool. Um, but our our blackfella knowledge is tell us that there are a few more um, specific birthing sites across our country and nursing and carving sites. And um, we also um, are privileged to have um, Woolock, the blue whale, um, come at a certain time of the year um, as part of their extended feeding grounds in the Southern Ocean. And um, then we have, you know, the significance of like the little fairy penguins on Penguin Island. We have Kuyang, the short-finned eel, um, and they're that migratory species that um, migrate through the Southern Ocean. We have the, um, you know, the Cape Brook, Bridgewater and Dean Mar um, seal colonies. And, yeah, we have so many important um, cultural connections and, you know, responsibilities to care for sea country. And the, the cultural significance of our whale dreaming songline 
Um, you know, he's really is highly regarded um, by my people, my elders, and um, also you know extends to most of the other saltwater nations around Australia. They want a seismic blast, um, an area, you know, something like the 55 million um, hectares of sea country, um, and that's just one of the companies, you know, for the largest seismic blasting project in the world. And, you know, that's just staggering. And mm. so we think that, you know, we're, we're living by um, our birthrights and those cultural connections and responsibilities, um, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, we're taking on this fight, is that the, the government has let us um, down, um, left us high and dry. Um, basically, you know, I, I believe there is a huge um, affiliation with the government and the mining industry, and they're, you know, and this time... Um, you know, considering what happened last weekend, um, we're, we're still not being listened to. And, you know, we're, we're ready to 
basically fight them all um, and occupy sea country to save this significant, unique um, connection that we have here in the Southern Ocean. Yarin also expresses concern about the links between fossil fuel companies and the government and also a frustration at the way that the consultation processes are handled. My argument is that not a single one of these companies actually understand us as a people to be able to consult with us um, genuinely and they don't understand our law or our connection and they shouldn't be able to make um, overbearing decisions on what they think it is. It should be a genuine, you know, two-way street, but unfortunately it's a ticker-box process for, for these guys to make it look like they're doing the right thing. And, you know, the, the body, um, the regulatory body, not SEMA, you know, basically to go along with them. And I think it's unlawful for them to basically promote any environment plan or approve any environment plan based on the fact that they, you know, have consulted appropriately with us because they will never be able to follow through with that process until they understand what they're dealing with. I believe there is a huge affiliation with the government and the mining industry and we're, we're still not being listened to and, you know, we're, we're ready to basically fight them all um, and occupy sea country to save this significant, unique um, connection that we have here in the Southern Ocean.
should be banned because it's blasting into the ocean and it's directly affecting our whale family, our ocean kin. And that's one of the main reasons that we're fighting to make sure that the seismic blasting doesn't scare away those family from coming back, following their songlines and their migratory pathways to come back. That was audio I recorded at Nayamat Yarakin Kawing, the Southern Ocean Dreaming Ceremony, recently on Gunditjmaraland in southwest Victoria. And before that, we heard a hard rock track from Ani Vicky Cousins and Quattro from Gunditjmara Bundidya. It was Manamamanit Malapgipa Nai, which is Pirates of Our Future. I want to thank my comrades over at Friends of the Earth for the audio that we used today, and also to Zoe Britton and Yaren Cousins Bundle. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Phil Evans. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in broadcasting today's episode and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous financial support. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Nam, Melbourne, and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram. That's all the time we have for today, but do tune in next week for more environmental and social justice stories on Earth Matters. <laughs>